Guess what? You're listening to Energy Live News. It's Friday. It's four o'clock, and we are back. This short fuse, a new look short fuse. Do you like this amazing studio that has been built by the little digital elves? It's good, isn't it? Uh, hello, welcome. If you haven't seen it before, where the hell have you been? Uh, I know we took a bit of a break. That's uh, because Johnny had to learn how to do some journalism. Didn't go out too well. You'll find out later. Um, anything new that's happened over the last few months? Not really. Don't think so. Uh, we've been launching uh, Bork, which is our sister channel. I'll tell you about that later. First of all, the story of the week. So the story of this week is really about dun 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 the energy price cap. Now I've always been someone who. Uh, has thought it's a stupid idea in the first place. First of all, when it was proposed by Ed Miliband, and then when it was taken up by the Tory government, whatever government we've got left on this auspicious no-Brexit day. Uh, and what's happened is that you've seen over the last few weeks lots of stories about tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, so uh, Monday. So Monday is April the 1st, and Monday is when a lot of fixed-term deals come to an end. So... A comparison site, of course, has come up with a uh, report which suggests that £1.6 billion could be added to energy bills from Monday. Why is that? Because the cap um, has come into force, uh, standard tariffs will go, so people will go to what the tariff is for the cap. And we've already seen nearly so many suppliers. Like I said at the beginning, the energy cap was supposed to be something that would cap prices not be the bedrock of prices. It was supposed to be the safety valve for peer, poorer customers. But what's happened, you've seen it with First Utility recently, which has now become uh, part of Shell. Uh, and I wrote a blog about it, which uh, is on uh, LinkedIn. Energy companies are putting their prices up to the level of the cap. So according to this uh, survey, 15 million people face an average rise of 100 quid. That's a lot of money for a lot of people, right, on their bills. Um, and we're looking at a variety of reasons for this, but they all come back down to the same point. When you have something which is set as a price cap, inevitably it becomes a price floor. The reason being, why if you are told you can charge to this amount, would you charge less when all your competitors are charging to that amount? The same thing happened with university tuition fees, which is what I mentioned in the blog. When they first came out, they were at £3,000. When they were raised again and then finally raised to the level they are now, 9000 the government said, oh, well, this is the absolute maximum students will pay. Universities have the right to be competitive and charge what rates they want. Guess what? all unis went to £9,000. And that's the same with energy companies. They will go, if there's some, a few that are still not there, they will go to the level of the price cap because it makes economic sense to do so. Why would you cut your nose off when all your competitors are pricing at that price point? Why would you say no? And the argument would be, well, you'd be more competitive. You'd want be the one that would get far more customers. I don't think that would be the case. To cut underneath the level that Ofgem says is the level you need to deal with the wholesale prices as they are, that means you would have to subsidise your business. Funnily enough, the only companies who could probably do that 
would be really big energy companies. So the whole idea that smaller suppliers could you know, be more competitive and do this and then take out the bigger suppliers because they could go underneath the cap isn't forming the truth. And the reality is for smaller companies, we've seen so many since we've been last on air go under because of the pressures of the energy market, the fact that when they set up generally, about most of them 18 months, two years ago, prices were pretty flat, pretty static. We've had so much turbulence, we've had so much uncertainty that the price spikes have gone through the roof. Very marginalised companies are on, working on a tight margin, haven't been able to cope and they've gone under. And what have you found? Funnily enough, you've had some of the big six stepping in to take over for those customers. So my point on this whole thing is, uh, whether a billion pounds is added to the price cap or not, the price cap, I think, is fundamentally flawed. And my argument is very simple. If you have a market, a market has to be free. A market has to basically go, we'll take a choice of where we are based on what we think we can provide and our margins, etc., etc. When you have a market where a government artificially sets a level and says, this is your ceiling, why wouldn't you go to the ceiling? Because you're still doing what the government deems to be the right level for the consumer. So in a sense, you can say to your customers, well, I'm sorry, the government's told you that this is what you should be spending. We're just taking you up to the level that the government research has shown. I think that we'll find out, who knows, obviously we're in straight forward chaos now. You can think of many words, but none better than chaos to talk about the... Uh, the lot over in Westminster right now. So God knows what's gonna happen once we get through and one day, by the time probably my baby son is about 17, we'll probably get through Brexit. But when we do get through Brexit, we will know that actually there's a lot of legislation to be sorted out. And I think the energy price cap may be one that will be seen as a bit of a folly 18 months, two years from now. What's your thoughts? Get in touch. Use the hashtag shortfuse on Twitter. And remember, you can get in touch by email. Email us. Uh, you know the score. You know how to get in touch. Now, we figured that it's time for us to have some proper news. And we figured we need a heavyweight news person to do that. So get ready for Priyanka the Anchor. Heavyweight news. Did you like your Priyanka the Anchor thing? There some sound effects there. I couldn't hear it. Well, of course there were some sound effects. I wouldn't have put it out with that. I didn't hear it. All right, you're going to be all serious and newsy. Yes, I'll shuffle papers. So let me do this. Priyanka, tell me the latest stories. So the latest stories. The stories that really got people talking. Talking throughout, and a lot of them this this week. Yes. Last week, about emissions. Tell the people out there. And emissions going, going down. Um, so the International Energy Agency launched a new report um, and it found that global carbon emissions has hit a new record. Um, so that was the figures for 2018. Uh, and this was due to an increasing energy consumption across the world. Uh, China, US and the India obviously mm -hmm. uh, dominating, um, dominating the global energy demand. Yep. Uh, and they accounted for nearly 70%. Wow. Three countries accounted for 70%. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, and renewable energy, obviously, we've seen news about uh, the increase in renewable energy generation. So that was a major contributor as well, which is not surprising. 
and it accounted for nearly half of the power generation growth. Okay. Um, and we've seen an increase in the UK as well, where, which, where it's overtaken coal in, over the last couple of months. But are we looking at these emissions really from the, the fossil fuel side of things? Or are we looking from emissions from Energy related, transport so yeah, this generally is more is. the energy rela related. So the whole emissions. kind of progress to renewables mm. is still a massive work in progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think with, uh, yeah, I just thought about the Trump story I had read. Yeah. Um, I just, I think with obviously Trump clawing back on these, uh, these policies that uh, Obama and yeah. previous administrations had put forward, uh, backtracking on energy efficiency um, policies. I know we did a story about, um, I think, LEDs. He's going back on yeah. using these LEDs, energy efficient LEDs. So when you look at the global picture, U.S. being a dominating country mm -hmm. um, and not supporting these green Yeah, but then you can also, towards. I mean, old the Donald does get a lot of stick, but uh, India has said it's going to still, uh, it's going do, it's doing duality, same as China, isn't it? They're investing lots in, in renewable, coal, but they're going for coal well. as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that as a, a, as a driver as well, because whatever people say, if you've got the coal, countries will use it. Trouble is they're not doing clean coal. And uh, w with regards to that, obviously the UK ha is saying it's yes. going to move away from coal, uh, but that's only uh, the un unabated coal. Yeah. So we can only use coal if we have the carbon capture yes. and storage technologies, which the government has committed to getting one up and running. Since uh, we started this mid. news channel. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully they've said now it's going to be up and running in the mid-2020s, I think. 2020s. So, yeah. So moving on, a bit more emissions. A bit more emissions with oh, just Tata and Drax. Yes, no, actually, just before I move on to that, I just want to say, UK has seen a decrease in emissions. Okay. So I thought that well I, done, I UK. Had to put it out there. Okay. Um, yes, so next so one. Tata Steel, BP, Drax, National Grid, Shell, all big names. Yeah. And they're now part of this new group, uh, the CCUS, or what's called the Carbon Capture storage and usage group or okay. the other way around carbon capture usage and storage group um, it's an advisory group that's been set up in the uk uh, and what they're going to do is uh, basically advise the government on um, setting up a new framework about the new regulations that need to be set to kind of make this bring this uh, technologies forward uh, and also create a marketplace for CCUS i think that's a good thing because you've got the companies actually uh, influencing government yeah, policy, exactly. haven't we? Yeah, so it's an industry government initiative. Yeah. Uh, so initially they've said that they're only going to be, uh, I think, running until the end of July. Right. So they'll be meeting up every fortnight to discuss these issues. Um, and the But the hope, I assume, is for this to be a longer-term dialogue. Yeah, so after July, end of July, I think yeah. the government and industry are going sit to sit down and kind of discuss whether this should go forward. Okay. And I think it should, because I, I mean, with Brexit... Brexit. Brexit. 29th of March, we left now. In yeah, a parallel left universe, by, we've yes. left. We should have left by, I don't know what time we're supposed to have left, but yes. Yeah, um, you, I lost my thought there. What anyway, was I don't saying? worry about it. You, With Brexit, you Brexit, said. Brexit, yeah, it's ruining everything. Okay, fine. Uh, and then, uh, uh, okay. right, and Next then finally, finally, we've had the energy supplies, and then I, yes. did, I can't believe you didn't write this headline, water supply down the drain. I read that. Oh, okay. You should have said that. No, because we don't know if it's down the drain yet, because of what said, likely. So maybe when it Tell happens on the 9th of April. Then. 
So a company called Aquaflow Utilities, right. it's a business water supplier. Yes. Uh, so offered, uh, basically tweeted um, the story about Offer being informed of this news about this company, mm -hmm. Aquaflow Utilities, likely to enter liquidation on the 9th of April. Not good news uh, for the people who likely. work there. So they and don't I know if it has or not. So this is bizarre yeah, they've tweeted this out. But, but I mean, I'm not sure why they said likely because when, when I looked at uh, further information on this topic, mm -hmm. Um, they actually said they're stepping in and trying to find a new supplier. They're trying to find someone else. Um, yeah. And what has the company said? Have we, is there any statement no, from them now? we haven't got anything from the company. Right. And I've looked on their website as well. Uh, usually if somebody's yes. going bust, they have like a statement, a statement. on the front, yeah. so you can't really look through the website. This is very unusual for Offer to put moment, something like this yeah, out. Yeah, but at the moment, um, they haven't got anything on the website. So which is And the website is what a business that's running would look like. Yeah. So... But it does um, show, show you this thing about, and we had our conference last week, the Energy Lab Consultancy Conference, where water came in and a lot of people said mm. it had, the market hasn't worked as they planned. Yeah. And it shows that, you know, it's, that it's having some teething troubles. Yeah, I'm just hoping this is not going to be the same as what we've seen with the new energy suppliers, smaller yes. energy suppliers entering market. We've seen, I think, nearly 12 now yep. that has gone bust over the last year. Uh, and hopefully we're not going to see another domino effect with this one. Right, well, we'll keep you informed on that story. Yeah. And you'll be tippy-typing loads of stuff, won't you? Yeah, as usual. Uh, so, if you have any interesting stories for us or anything you want us to come and film, uh, you can send an email to stories at energylivenews.com. Thank you very and much. have a great weekend, everyone. There's the news moment. Bye. She's gone. Look, she just leaves me the desk. Look, just empty desk. All right, so that was the news. And now you have... I don't know what you call it, really. It's a man who says he has opinions. It's a man who thinks he can take me on. It's time for the best bout. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Look, he can't even get himself dressed. Do and you want to take... No. Hello, everyone. I'm sure you've missed me. No, no one's missed you. Oh, they have. <laughs> Not even your mum has missed <laughs> you, really. Uh, so, Jonathan Bairstow yeah, is now going to now feature regularly. Because you're an argumentative sod, I thought I'd put you in an argumentative point. Why not? Johnny, move forward, she's telling you. Look. There you go. Move your chair, you fool. Ah, better. God, what a fool. Hello. Honest to God. Uh, do you like my Corcoran t-shirt? Oh, I love it. Suits you. It's also... Brings out the uh, apparently it's, 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 it's Latin for idiot. I yeah. didn't know that. It's quite French. interesting. And French for that. Now, tell me your story that we're going to banter about. Well, it's... Uh, you know, this story is about carpooling. Okay. So, carpooling, uh, I don't know how many people actually carpool. I don't carpool. Uh, I'm sure you don't. Uh, but it is out there and it's when you basically share a car with someone else so you right. can get to wherever you're going uh, and while taking up less space on the roads uh, by say four of you going in a car on your way to school rather than just four of you driving in separate cars. Who's going to school in a car? Only posh boys from Surrey go to school in a car. The rest of us get a bus, mate. No, no, no. Or no, walk. No, no, no. God forbid. <sighs> yes? Uh, yeah, so basically I came on here to say carpooling is a great idea because we've got to save the environment. Whoa, Climate whoa, change whoa. is happening. So give me some facts and figures. Okay, so um, 
This has come from a carpooling company, so it's a warning. Well, well, well. Yeah, so take these figures with a pinch of salt. But uh, this company says that uh, carpooling currently saves more than 1.6 million tonnes of carbon dioxide every year. Right. That's quite a lot. Do you want to ask me where this information's come from and how not, many people they've really, surveyed, not by the really. way? Do you just I, want to test me? I want to just see what you're <laughs> going to say. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, it saves 1.6 million tonnes. Uh, I kind of want to hold some of my facts until later, so feel free to disagree whenever you want. But the average carpool uh, in car uh, has 3.9 people in it. That sounds quite gory, but it's not. This is statistics. Uh, so there's someone without a foot? Yeah, or a face. Um, but no, <laughs> so the, the average car driving around has 1.9 people in it. Okay. And the average carpooling car driving around has 3.9 people in it. So you're effectively doubling the efficiency uh, space-wise. Okay. All, right. uh, all right, right. Now, now basically, carpooling has become popular simply because that fat bloke in America does that show. Yeah, carpool karaoke, yeah. I What's think. What's his name? And then you call him. That's it, right? Yeah. So he does that thing, right? My now, entertainment's a bit more highbrow than that. Of course, that. I bet. Uh, so what you're saying is, Let's all jump in cars with people that we don't know because we're going somewhere. Well, you can't know them, but yeah, most carpooling probably will be well, people you don't know. Isn't that giving a lift to people that you know? Not in 2019. <laughs> and you also have services like, um, what is it? Lyft is a carpooling service, I believe. That's kind of like the Uber, and they work in America too. And then Uber has uh, Uber, How about this? Uber sharing. In the 1970s and 80s, there was this. Yeah, on the side of the road. Oi, mate. And I'd drive past them. Oh, God. So what do you think? Would you let someone in your car? No. Why would I? Unless it was someone I know that I'm going to work with. I go, oh, I'll mm. give you a lift on the way to work. I wouldn't go and put you myself You drive past in me every morning at the yeah, bus there's stop. No, there's no way I'm going to ever pick you up. That's for sure. And put also, my bogeys do you know? down the side yeah, of the seat. How do you know who you can mm. pick up? We don't. That's half of the fun, though. No, and you're not. saving the planet. What if you've had a really stressful day and you've mm. got some annoying dork next to you that's going to witter? the way to there. You don't know about their body hygiene standards. Is you it, don't know anything about them. Is it not worth saving the planet for, though? No. It's definitely not worth because it. Do you not Why do you say to them, get a bus? Well, that is, car, that that is, is carpooling the biggest, on the grand scale. That is the biggest scale. carpooling you can ever uh, have. But and also, these facts and figures. First of all, a 1.9 of a person. Yeah. That's pants for a start. Well, that's what's in a normal car. 3.9 in a carpooled vehicle. Yeah. And the amount of energy supposedly mm -hmm. saved? Um, or 26% energy save, emission savings. Um, Rubbish. I think it's good, because if you look at any busy road, if you actually kind of took away the cars and you could just see the people Johnny. there. Right, look, obviously the most practical thing is if we have proper public transport, mm. people get public transport, which is great, right? This morning I can be smug, I walked to work. I see where you're going with this, but okay. what if it works like Airbnb where you get ratings so you can drive past someone and you can be like, oh, they're a 4.8. I'm going to let them in my carpool no. vehicle. No, why would you And if that? you see a 0 0.8, that's a bit, they have no. bad BO or like something. Yeah, it does. Yeah, she, she's right. She's right. It sounds like Black Mirror. That's fine. It sounds like some weird Bandersnatch moment where it's like, allow rude. lift, do not allow lift. I haven't, think it's I haven't seen Bandersnatch. Is there an episode? There's an episode exactly what he said. There you go. So there you go. It's the world of fantasy and fiction. And that's the world I like to live in. Now, well, that is the world you <laughs> occupy big time. I think it's a stupid idea because the truth is, if you're driving a car, you are, if you're poor, right, and you're driving a car, well, then you have to drive a car to get somewhere, right? So mm. uh, you're gonna, if you're going to get anyone in a lift, you're going to say, give me some money. Mm. And I assume that the point is these people don't give you any money. 
works through an app. Yeah, so. exactly. So there's got to be money somewhere being made by or someone. Or for instance, when I move into my new flat, which is mm. near your house, you can give me a lift to work every morning no and we can save the planet. No, I'm not doing that at all. And I'm this is say to you, why should I give you preferential treatment over the other staff members? There'll be yeah, there'll be mutiny. We can pick them up if you want. Oh, yeah. see, see? No anyway, one like I've it. been retaining a hidden twist in the tale. Quick, hurry up because we're nearly out of time. Which is when carpooling, 22% of drivers also reduce their speed because they feel more self-conscious about doing illegal things with passengers in the car. So it actually increases road safety as well. So do they stop flicking bogies? Probably not. Scratching their bits. Probably not. Doing their makeup, as many women do. You could do that together, though. It could be a bonding experience, couldn't it? <laughs> I think it's a stupid idea. What do you think? Would you do it? Would you share with someone you don't know? I'm not talking about giving lifts to friends. I'm talking about going on an app and going, oh, look, there's some weird drongo that lives around no. the corner. No, see? I would. wouldn't do it. I would do Pris it. Chris just started driving. There's no way she'd do it. No. She wouldn't know who'd get in it. Could be Jeremy Clarkson gets in the car <laughs> with her. Imagine that. I'd love it. No, she wouldn't. Anyway, all right. So, do you agree with him? Do you disagree with him? I frankly Get I at care. us on Twitter. Let me know. Yes, do your bits. All right, bugger off. Bye. Okay, and that is pretty much it, except let me talk about the diary dates that are coming up. So, we have Telka coming up on June the 26th, but before that, we have the Energy Live, uh, so the Sustainability, no, what am I talking about? The Energy Solution Show. Rewind. So the Energy Solution Show is taking place on the 5th of June and that is at Millennium Point in Birmingham. You can watch a video on LinkedIn, you can watch a video on YouTube and on our site all about what we're looking for. So we've got about 15 companies already signed up. We've got room for a total of 50 offering different solutions in the, the energy sector. So that can be anything from solutions around HVAC, around markets and finance, AI, new charging, energy storage, any of that. So if you're in, in the energy sector and you want to come and have a look, get onto our website, send us an email to events at energylivenews.com. You'll find all the details there. The date that got me confused about Tess was actually April the 16th, which is the deadline coming up in two weeks' time for your telca entries. So if you're an energy broker, we met many last week, get your entries in because you've got to get yourself in by the 16th of April and then the event itself is on the 26th of June and this year we're going back to a black tie event so it'll be an absolute cracker. We'll be uh, having a very nice award ceremony at the IET and then moving on to a cruise aboard the Silver Sturgeon. So get those dates in your diary. And as I said, Bork has been launched. So what is Bork? Bork is our sister channel. Smash it, I've been told to say by Tia. Smash. Smash, Smash the subscribe button, is that right? Smash the, Bork. Smash the subscribe button. So Bork is basically a uh, very, how should I put it? Uh, it's an E4 to a channel four. It's our sister channel where we'll be looking at things in a very different way, particularly things of energy and sustainability, but also Robbo will be on talking about tech and Johnny will just rant and do some bits and bots. So subscribe now, have a look at it. You can uh, use the hashtag GetBork. Find us on Twitter and on Insta as well. So do follow and subscribe. Well, that's about it, except to say Kevin Corcoran, I thought of you many times as I slipped this Toe rag of a t-shirt on. And uh, I believe it's time that you made an appearance on Short Fuse. So we're going to start a campaign, which is Get Kev. And I want you to use that. If you're on LinkedIn, Twitter, do hashtag Get Kev 
and we'll get the Corcoran on this show sometime before the next two and a half million years, something like that. Uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week for Short Fuse at four o'clock.